0: On this week's episode, we're talking to a marketing and small business strategy expert who, in a former life, was a producer for some major network television shows. After she left that life, she started her own media company called Quintessence, which is still around today. That was back in 1999, I believe. We'll confirm that later. And she ultimately developed a company called Small Business Lady Enterprises. Today, we're going to be talking to her about her latest book that's come out Become Your Own Boss in 12 Months." It's a revision of her 2010 version. And we're going to talk about the importance of media and marketing when starting your small business. It's a key thing that I think most people don't realize can be the difference of early success versus a bit of a struggle. Please welcome to the show, Melinda Emerson. Hey, Melinda. Nice to be here. Nice to be
1: happy with us. I'm so happy to be here, Krista. How are you? I'm awesome. And I'm so glad you popped in today after Thanksgiving. <laughs> I know. You know, you have to know that you are very special that you got me to do an interview the day after Thanksgiving. <laughs> I
0: know. I love, it, I love it. Thank you so much. We appreciate you. I am really excited to talk to you because I think, you know, with the book that you just sort of revised and republished, super, super important key timing. We know that there has been a massive uptick in small business startups, right? And you obviously, You know, being the expert you are, I'd love to just pick your brain about some of the stuff that, you know, people should be aware of. So why don't you give the audience, the listeners a little bit about your background, you know, what kind of makes you an expert in this field, and then let's just hop right into
1: it. Sure, sure. So, well, my name is Melinda Emerson, but my nickname is Small Biz Lady, and I'm regarded as America's number one small business expert. I have been an entrepreneur myself for 22 years. I've been coaching entrepreneurs and, you know, supporting people living their dream as entrepreneurs for the last 13 years. So the the moral of the story is I've been there, done that, got two (laughs) t-shirts, and I wrote my book become your own boss in 12 months, because I wanted people to benefit from all of my hard learned, expensive lessons. Because honestly, most people know how to build their widget or provide their service. What they don't know is how to run a business. And I realized about seven to eight years in that I was running my business okay, but I was like, there's got to be an easier way to do this thing called business. And I really just turned myself into the ultimate student of small business. I read everything. I took classes every year that I was in business for the first 12 years I was in business, I took a class, whether it was a business plan course, a leadership development course. I mean, I went up to Dartmouth and took a course for entrepreneurs. I went to UVA and took a course for entrepreneurs, even took an online course, even with Harvard, because I was trying to understand how to be a better leader in my business and how to really build a business model that was going to serve me and not exhaust me. And so that is what I have put into my bestselling book, Become Your Own Boss, in 12 months, which I'm very proud to say has been in print for 11 years, and we just published the third edition of Become Your Own Boss in 12 months, which we revised and expanded over the pandemic. And the reason why I did that is because I saw so many small businesses really, 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 really struggling, particularly with their right. digital pivot. You know, people weren't set up already to, uh, you know, with on e-commerce, if people didn't have an email list they were in trouble because they had no way to communicate what was going on with them and how people could still buy from them, even though the pandemic had shut the world down. And so I really, and the other piece too, is that marketing has become so complicated. It used to be like, you had to have a website, you had had to have a blog, you know, but now it's like, look, You gotta understand content, you gotta understand SEO, you gotta have an email marketing program. And really, social media is now the number one sales channel. So, like if you don't understand that and if you don't know how to buy ads, even if you're selling on Amazon, you gotta be buying ads. And that's what people really, I think, didn't understand. And it was so abundantly clear during the pandemic. Now, people that were set up with e-commerce before the pandemic, they won in 2020, yeah. but everybody yeah. else was hanging oh, by the is. hair of their chinny chin chin pretty much. And so, you know, we lost over a hundred thousand small businesses in the U.S. during the pandemic. And, and frankly, 50% of those were people of color and, and women owned businesses. So obviously that is a passion of mine. That community is a passion of mine. And so I wanted to figure out how I could be of service to help these people either rebuild or, you know, figure out how to grow using online, you know, email email marketing and, you know, online selling period. And so that's really what the focus, you know, of the new book is.
0: Yeah. And I love that. And it's so funny because, you know, you and I play in the same space and it's interesting because I was so focused on my clients that in one of my businesses, I didn't pivot properly. Right. So I lost my CEO. I lost uh, certain recruiters and things. And, you know, it was bound. To happen at some level because the law partner recruiting isn't happening. However, I own a damn coaching company. I didn't have them offer any services, take a cut of anything. I didn't do anything because I was so focused on making sure my clients got the pivot.
1: Okay, we're always learning lessons. Right, right. Your shoemaker's kid goes without shoes. I mean, this this happens. I mean, even my business, I mean, I gotta be honest with you, even I had to struggle for a second in the pandemic because a lot of my business comes from working with corporations that sell things to small business owners. Right. So all of a sudden, small business owners are in trouble. Well, nobody kind of needs you to be a marketing consultant when there's no marketing going on. You know, so even for me, I had to pivot my business and I created Small Biz Lady University. I created an online school. So not only did I write this book, I created four online courses to teach people this stuff in depth. So I developed, you know, three, six week courses, how to sell a market online, Ultimate Guide to Email Marketing and Social Media Selling. And of course, I I updated my How to Become Your Own Boss course to a 10-week online course. But again, these are things I never would have done had it not been for the pandemic, right? Because even I was sitting up here going, okay, what what am I doing if the corporations aren't calling me? And so- I even had to sort of like reinvent and tweak my business. But I'm so glad I did that because now I've created a whole brand new asset for my business that I can scale globally. And I never would have done that had I not, frankly, been kicked in the teeth like everyone else in the middle.
0: And that's what it takes. It's so funny. So when you always hear all the gurus talking about a little bit of pain, it's a little bit of whatever. This is what we're talking about. It's not that it's painful like Oh my God, I'm so stressed. Da, 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 da. It's like, oh shit, that just happened. Now, what's the exactly. solution? Exactly. When your solution, and that solution will always bring you somewhere better. And in fact, that's actually one of the things that I did, I don't know, seven years ago. I had 21, 21 day startup, I want to say, like five to seven years ago. And that developed because there was a very systematic thing I did in the first 21 days with all of my first startups. And you do the same thing, I promise you, Mm -hmm. right? Talking about your avatar, what's your target market? What is this product? How is it really helping? Blah, 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 blah. And really getting that down. One thing I want to talk to you about though, as well, is, you know, you have this background in media, right? You were a producer for for NBC and some other networks and, you know, some major networks as well. Talk to me about, because I see it play out. Because when you started this episode, if you noticed, it was a very like because you're a producer you knew exactly what you were saying you know exactly what you're called where you've been seen da, da 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 right and i love that because i think small businesses have to find that thing for themselves which they don't typically do they're so busy on how good their product is right like i got the product well no listen you know i got the product too it's called messing with your head it's called mindset but that doesn't sell What sells is, oh, my God, you can't focus. What sells is, oh, my God, you keep trying to hit 500 million in your business, but you can't pass 250. What sells is something else, but it's all the same thing that I do. Right. But that word doesn't sell. So, So it's, you know, capturing that. So talk to me a little bit about, you know, your media background and how this plays in and what small businesses should be aware of. Just the basic tiny things like the one thing they can do to make to start, because, you know, you talk about social media selling, right? Mm -hmm. But you still have that media aspect, that those key things that you're doing, that those, you know, the tagline or whatever it is that you're doing. So talk to us a little bit about that.
1: Well, the thing you have to always remember in business is that people buy solutions. People do not buy products and services. They buy solutions. But more importantly, as a small business, you have to figure out how you cannot just have a solution, but really add value, really provide a distinct value proposition. And I think that some small business owners get in trouble with is that they're doing something that's easily duplicatable by somebody else. You know, So I think that when you think about strategy in a business, in terms of even your media messaging, it is like, look, what is it about your business that is so distinctive and special that it is not duplicatable by somebody else, right? When it comes to me and my business, look, I'm the small business lady. My mission is to end small business failure. And I have always stayed on message. Like you can go back 10 years, 12 years looking at my blog. I have never veered off message. I have never shared anything online that wasn't strategic. And that and that doesn't mean I don't share personal things, because I do. I share pictures of my son and all this stuff all the time. I might share a picture of, you know, if my makeup artist really does my makeup really fantastic one day, I will absolutely put a selfie on Instagram like, hey, I'm feeling it today, you know, but again... I do those things so that people can relate to me personally so that I'm not just like some business robot, you know, giving you business tips and advice. But I think the number one thing you have to do is figure out who you're talking to. What their pain points are, and not just their pain points, but what are their aspirations? What inspires them? What are their fears? Right. You have to create an emotional connection with the person that you're trying to sell to. If you don't do that, you might as well be a pair of shoes, a pocketbook, or what you know. It doesn't matter if they don't know that you know what they've been through, if they don't know that you can really relate. And more than that, that you generated results for other people like them, right? Social proof is so important. Reviews are important. Recommendations on LinkedIn, like all that stuff is important because you want to get to the point in your business where when people approach you, they already know you can solve their problem. You're just talking about availability and price. That's really, that's the ultimate where you want to get to. You don't want to talk to people that you have to sell to. You want to talk to people that already know you are the woman and they need you, right? And so I think that um, the way you do that, though, is with quality content, relentless consistency, and showing up and participating. You know, a lot of times I get asked, well, how did you get 300,000 followers on Twitter? I got them one follower at a time literally for 10 and a half years, I hosted a live tweet chat every Wednesday night for 10 and a half years. I mean, and honestly, even when I first got started as a small business lady, get in my time machine with me and go back to 2008. When I first got on Twitter, because Twitter was the first platform that I used to build my brand, I showed up every day on Twitter, nine to five, like it was my job. And this was long before anybody was paying me to use social media. Literally, it took me nearly two years to build a brand that anyone was paying any attention to. So how many of you out there are really committed to working your craft and demonstrating your expertise for two years every day and it not making you any money? Because that's it's also about your commitment, right? So, there are the three things that we can always control in business it's your attitude, it's your behavior, and it's your commitment. So, you really have to Focus on those things. And even on those days when you get tired or you don't feel like, you know, jumping on live and doing one more video, you got to remember, you got to remember remember is your attitude, your behavior, your commitment. And sometimes the difference between you and somebody that wants to be you is commitment. You know, I, people ask me all the time, well, you know, I want to be, you know, a top small business expert or top expert in my industry. And I said, okay, well, it's all about really relentless consistency. Yes, I love because that. Because if you can look at my body of work, if you look at the more than 5,000 articles I've written about how to start and grow a successful business, that is the secret ingredient, guys. Yeah. I just kept on doing it. What? I never stopped. I still do it, even though I'm my business is very big now and I have a large team, but I'm still the one driving the bus. I'm still thinking about what small business owners need and how I can help them succeed further, faster, you know, and and that's really what it becomes. I want to just chime in here for a second because you're talking about something super important, which I think
0: part of social media is at fault for. (laughs) And that is the fact that everyone thinks everyone's an overnight success. Two freaking years (laughs) every day, even if one person tweets back. Two years every day. Right. Think about that. That's how it's done. And I don't know why, you know. And and yes. I, you know, I talk. You know, David Melton and I both said the same thing. It's that incremental to the exponential. Your incremental thing was I will show up every day, no matter what. That was the little step that built and built the little hurricane that then became the Nike solution. and we went up to the right, right? But it was two years of hurricane. It was two <laughs> years of I am determined. I will focus on mm-hmm. this medium. I will not flake out and do oh well, Twitter's not working this month, so I'm going to try LinkedIn and I heard I'm going to run some ads on Instagram and maybe if I build Facebook out, that'll be faster, better, different. And, you know, maybe I'll leverage because Facebook and Instagram are together now. And where the F are you? Like, where are you? No. No. No.
1: Yeah. All over the place. Wasting money, random acts. Of, <laughs> well, I call that random acts of commerce, right? It's like, no, you you have to be focused and serious. And, and the other thing I'll say just to go back to those two years I did 3 things every day in those 2 years. I shared an article about small business. And back then I didn't even have a blog in the beginning. So I didn't have a blog until maybe six months after I got on Twitter. So I used to just share articles written by other people, which turned out to be a very good thing because what I did doing that was I friend raised. So people liked the fact that I shared their content and commented on their content and stuff. So then when it became my turn, when I started sharing content, there were all these people that helped amplify my content because I had done a very good job of amplifying theirs. And so I shared an article every day. I also shared something personal about myself. So when I first got started on Twitter, my son was like one and a half years old. So I used to get on there and would say something like, you know, had to act like an ape to get JoJo to eat a banana this morning, you know, which would just just to let people know a little something about me. Right. And then the third thing that I did every day was I answered somebody's small business question every day. Yes. yes, yes. And so, in doing those things, I really ingratiated myself to the audience that I wanted to serve. I positioned myself as a resource. And I also think. Twitter worked well for me because of my broadcast television background. I mean, basically Twitter is about speaking in soundbite format, right? And I had done that my entire career. So when I got to Twitter and really started messing with it, I was like, oh, this is just soundbites? Okay. And then it was like hashtags were still something new. And so I also created the hashtag smallbizchat, right? So not only did I create Um, you know, a tweet chat, and I was one of the very first, very early people to create a tweet chat. I also created and trademarked my own hashtag, which is now one of the assets of my company. So again, but really, if I could just even take the story back even further, the whole reason why I got on social media at all was because I read in a trade journal in 2007 that social media was going to be the next big thing, that it was going to revolutionize business. And I decided at that time, I said, OK, you know what? I'm going to double down. I'm going to really change the focus of my entire company. Because when I first started out in business, I was a video production company. Because what would a former television producer do other than start a video production company? Right. right? And then eventually we became a web development company because we realized everyone was using our videos on websites. So we were like, well, we might as well build the websites, too. So then I hired some people. We started building websites. And then literally in 2007, it was like, okay, wait a minute. This next big wave is something called social media. And I remember I didn't even know what Twitter was. I can remember having a conversation with a woman who became my publicist for my book when it first came out. And she said, I know what we're going to do. We're going to go out on Twitter and build your brand. And I remember saying to her, what is Twitter? Like, what are you talking about? I literally didn't know what she was talking about. And she was like, don't worry about it. You know, I'll teach you how to use Twitter. And I'm like, okay, teach me how to use Twitter. And literally, you know how sometimes you try something and you're like, ooh, I like that. That's what happened to me when I got to Twitter. It like became like my superpower. Like I'm like, oh, I know how to do this. And it's fun and I enjoyed it. But the other thing that Twitter did for me was when I first got to Twitter, my name, Melinda Emerson, was taken. So that is actually how I became Small Biz Lady Okay. because I could not get my name when I got to Twitter and I didn't want to be Melinda underscore Emerson or Melinda Emerson. What? I didn't want to be that. So All right. we came up with a nickname for me and that's how I became Small Biz Lady, which we now know is like, I don't know, the best branding thing that ever could have possibly happened to me in it. the history of the planet.
0: <laughs> that's awesome. I love it. So some of the takeaways I'm hearing here are obviously be systematic about it, right? It's all about the process, right? Be consistent, be driven, be relentless consistency, as you said, right? With respect to the social media, you know, whether we take a page out of your book or not, but this is what you did, you know, you kind of shared other people's stuff and made sure that they were tagged, made sure that they understood that you shared it. And then ultimately when you had the ask back, it wasn't an ask, they just naturally did it because, right, you know, sharing that personal aspect of yourself to remind people that you're a human, that you're one of them. And this is where you've gotten. So they can too. And then, you know, I love what you do there is answering a question. Like you do it in your forum, and I do it on Quora actually. So, and it's interesting because Quora just changed their platform to try and leverage for their people who answer questions now get paid, you know, cause obviously that's sure. the whole thing. Right. Sure. But I'm just like, it's so awkward. I'm like, how do you go from 15 years of unpaid free content to Hey, now if you want to read this person's answers, you have to go to this paid version of it. I'm like,
1: yeah, they're going to destroy their platform, probably.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I was like, that's that's no sense,
1: right? Yeah, it was just it's super super
0: weird. So I'd like to see how that plays out. I have a personal question for you. So is Small Biz Lady getting her own office in the metaverse?
1: (laughs) I don't know. I don't know. I'm I'm kind of taking a wait and see report uh, to you know, kind of like. Let me see how all of this plays out. I mean, Facebook is a very, very big part of our business. It's probably our number one traffic source to my website. So we're not going to ignore the metaverse for sure. But I'm kind of going to see where we're at and see what's going on with it. Because I've seen people.
0: I'm buying real estate. I'm buying, watch me buy your ass's real estate and then rent it back to you in the future.
1: Oh, Uh, that would be not cool. Please don't do that because my (laughs) stuff is all trademarked. So we'll sue the mess out of you if you try that. But anyway, but the point is, is that I think that, you know, it's interesting to see how, you know, Facebook's trying to reinvent itself, right? So, but but we've seen them do this so many times before. So that's why I'm sort of like, watching and waiting and going, mm, okay, what's
0: what's I don't know. I don't know how successful Facebook is going to be. I do think the metaverse is going to metaverse in and of itself is going to be successful. I don't know enough about it. But whenever I don't know something, I usually go out to the universe of mm-hmm. experts. And they're guys, and this is not, for everybody listening, everybody always wonders like how I have this sick network. Because I just go out and ask. Right. Right? right? You no, know, I know I know all these people because I just go out and ask and I ask genuinely because I'm curious about something they're Mm -hmm. doing right so now I have all these like crazy deep metaverse people in my pocket but it's really only because I I didn't understand what it is Like, you know, everyone's like, watch Ready Player One. I'm like, all right, that's cool. But how do we live in that universe? Alternatively, how do we not sit on our asses and become unhealthy? And I don't really get this whole mm-hmm. thing, right? And, and then they're explaining to me about all of the, the tech that can come along with it. And I was like, well, that's interesting. Well, you know, the most right? interesting
1: to thing to me about the meta universe is, is that my 16-year-old son is hyped and excited over it. And, and he I said, was the one that was like, mom, are you taking all this stuff in the metaverse? And I was like, tell me what you know about it. Oh, no, <laughs> it's not up for
0: us to know. It is not up for us to know. Remember how the web was done, right? Like the internet, right. right? Even though it was created during our time, we really weren't the ones who took off with it and made it what it was. We followed suit once everything ended up on it, but it was the generation just after us that was like, I don't want to say generation, but maybe like you know, two, three years younger than us, right. That we're, we're rising out of high school, getting into college at the time. And I'm speaking of my own age. I don't know your age, but you know, it's, it's like, it was like, oh, like, like now that now you're forcing me to catch up to you youngie. Cause you just created this whole universe that we're all playing on. That's what I said, because I was speaking to my brother just yesterday and Thanksgiving. And he's like, I'm not sure about this. And I'm like, whoa, you're not getting it. The alphas and gen, gen Z, the end of gen Z, like my daughter, like your son's age, like, they're the ones that are going to make this happen.
1: Yeah, he was asking me. My son was like, mom, are you getting on the, he, he, he came to me and asked me. He's never showed that much interest in what I do. And he was like, mom, you got to look at That's it. why
0: you need to buy your real estate now, because you know what? It's never going to be this cheap. So even if you don't know what you're doing with it, <laughs> buy it. You have your space. And then when then when they figure it all out, you're like, oh yeah, I have some space there. I have some real estate. Well, I think I'm gonna look Arizona girl, you just buy yourself a little lot of land and you're like, I don't know what's gonna happen. Heard some people go dig a well and there's gonna be a golf course around here somewhere.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you're gonna make me look into that later today. But yeah, I mean, it's funny the young young people, young people that are gamers know all about it because that's why my son was like oh, on it. Even not it the gamers, like, oh. even
0: those who just sit back and watch the gamers want to be in it because they're going to sit there in their universe and watch all this stuff go down and then be able to partake in some weird way, right? Like I don't again, I don't I don't understand enough about it, but I know enough now to get excited about it and be like buy now and just cuz it's not going to be this cheap. Buy now and even though you don't know what the hell you're doing with it eventually one day somebody on your team is going to be like yep got to do it and you don't want to you don't want to pay that real estate price it's like buying in manhattan the price <laughs> developed,
1: <right? It's> like, <laughs> yeah definitely
0: yeah 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 interesting thought anyway we so totally got off topic there anyway <laughs> but love talking with you so tell us a little bit about you know the become your own boss i know that i know that you did tell us a little bit about where can we find it? Tell us what, if if I were to buy this book, what's the highlight that you want me to walk away with?
1: Well, first of all, it depends on where you are in your business. If you are somebody who has been part of the great resignation and you just left your job, you need my book so I can help you build an actual business. Like think through your business model, and all this stuff. Now, if you are an existing business owner and you're trying to figure out how to grow, how to scale, you need this book as well, because the second half of my book is really for you. It's really about how to sell online, how to build a social media brand, how to develop a sales process, which is probably the biggest challenge that I see people struggling with. I also talk more about, you know, building your team. And I have a brand new chapter on your leadership matters because sometimes people think just because they own a business that they're a leader. No, they're just a business owner. Leadership is something that you actually have to work on with intention. And so I really walk people through the first really year and a half of their business. But then if they're in business, how to sell online, how to buy ads, how to buy ads on Amazon, like all that stuff is in the book because I really want people equipped with all the ways they can touch a customer online, awesome, awesome! And where can we find the book? Is it on Amazon? Oh yeah, this book is on Amazon, but this book is also anywhere books are sold. Oh. It is in bookstores nationwide, Barnes and Noble, as well as um, the main, you know, bookstores that would, that still exist. There aren't that many, but Books a Million, um, certainly independent bookstores as well. So you know, depending, one eight hundred CEO reads like all that kind of stuff. You can find my book pretty much anywhere. And certainly if you want to, all you got to do is Google small biz lady or become your own boss and you'll find everything in the world you could possibly imagine uh, to grab a copy.
0: Yeah. You've done an impressive SEO hit because if you Google your name, you have pages of everything and it's only you and you are not the only Melinda Emerson on this planet. No. You've done an incredible.
1: It's, it's funny because yeah, there's it. seven other ones, but I own MelindaEmerson.com and everything connected to it. So they all know who I am. As a matter of fact, the woman on Twitter that actually got my name, Melinda Emerson, I've seen her online. No, you need the other one. She's at Small Lady. Like I've seen her openly tweet people that were trying to talk to her. <laughs> like, I'm not her. You need this one. Um, so I'm the only black Melinda Emerson, though. So that's kind of interesting, too. But yeah, I mean. It's been an interesting ride and I'm so appreciative of social media because, you know, I tell people all the time, Twitter changed my life, right? So I'm grateful for, you know, what I was able to build. And and there's something to be said for being a pioneer in things, right? Yes. But I think there's, there's always, I don't think that what I want people to think about as it relates to social media is that. There's going to be new distribution channels that come out, right? TikTok is the new hot one that everybody's talking about. But content is still content. Where you put your content may change, but you still have to start with quality content and a message that's going to resonate with your target customer and focusing on that particular target customer and not being all over the place, right? So I think if you do that, the world will be the path to your door.
0: I love it. I love it. And you can find her at melindamerson.com if you have any questions for her. Um, and definitely reach out. Do you work with small businesses with regard to their marketing messaging?
1: I do, I do. I do have, um, as I said earlier, I have Small Biz Lady University and soon we're going to have a pretty significant coaching program that's going to come out in early 2022. So I'm really excited. I mean, I've always coached some individual entrepreneurs, you know, VIP coaching days and things like that, one-on-one coaching sessions. But now I'm going to do it in a more scaled way because (laughs) so many people have reached out and asked. So we're now finding Finally, going to give the people what they want. So look for the it. Small business Lady Coaching Program coming really soon. Well, awesome.
0: Thank you for spending the day after Thanksgiving with me and, and us
1: and, and imparting your wisdom. We appreciate you. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me. It's fun to be with Girls on Fire. So that is it for this week. Thank you for joining
0: me and I hope that you enjoyed today's show. If so, don't forget to rate it. If you guys have a pressing question, feel free to tweet me at CS Thrive or on Instagram at Thrive Tribe 3.14159. Again, I know that's a weird one. It's just pi. So it's three, it's Thrive underscore tribe underscore. Or of course, you can join me in Facebook at my free group, which is Thrive Tribe Global. If you just search groups and you enter in Thrive Tribe Global, you should see us there and you can join it for free. I answer your questions in there, but if you guys send me a question through there, I will be sure to answer it here on this podcast. And as always, if you're ever interested in advertising on the show, please contact the Believe Network at believe, B-L-E-A-V, at believe.com. Thanks so much for joining me.